0: Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Try to work together. The good. Try to work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Try to work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are oh. according to his It's, you do, you it's his purpose, not mine.
1: It is day 31 of our 90-day challenge, and we are in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter, the first verse. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools fulfill your vow it is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it do not let your mouth lead you into sin and do not protest to the temple messenger my vow was a mistake why should god be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands much dreaming and many words are meaningless therefore fear god if you see the poor oppressed in a district and justice and rights denied. Do not be surprised at such things, for one official is eyed by another, and over them both are others higher still. The increase from the land is taken by all. The king himself profits from the fields. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them, and what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much, but as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. I have seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners or wealth lost through some misfortune so that when they have children, there is nothing left for them to inherit. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil, that they can carry in their hands. This too is a grievous evil. As everyone comes, so they depart. And what do they gain since they toil for the wind? All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction, and anger. This is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. And that ends our reading for today. Our topic for consideration as it relates to purpose is this, let your words be few. I have told this story many times before about one of my mentors, one of my spiritual mothers, if you will, and her name is Pastor Sharon Dean. Pastor Sharon Dean is a prophet, a preacher, a worship leader. I have always admired her poise and her way of being. Her silence speaks. Her anointing is unquestionable, but I think the thing that I love most about Pastor Sharon Dean is that she does not believe in her own hype. She is secure in who she is, and that security was pronounced even more when I sat across the table from her. She had invited me into her home. At this point, I had heard her preach several times, and I was amazed, a little starstruck, if I am honest. So when I finally got the opportunity to sit in her private quarters, I noticed something that changed my life. She said nothing. Here, this beautiful, anointed woman of God who opened her mouth and it appeared that the heavens would stand at attention said nothing. We were in her home and I was just kind of waiting for like a Maya Angelou quote. I was waiting for this off the scene prophetic moment. I was kind of waiting for her to talk and she said nothing. For hours, we just watched TV. So one day I mustered up enough courage to ask her, Pastor Sharon, I noticed that who you are in your home seems to be very different than who you are on stage. Why is that? And she said, really simply, I don't waste words and a hush fell over Jerusalem. She said, words are the currency of faith. When I have nothing to say, I don't say anything. And that moment changed my life forever. Because sometimes if we're honest, we put our foot in our mouth saying things to people that we should be listening to. I remember being a young and precocious entrepreneur, wanting to be able to navigate spaces in the professional world, wanting to gain sort of the attention and appreciation, the honor, the recognition of those that I hoped to work with or work for. And sometimes I would say things out of place and pay for them later. Ecclesiastes challenges us to not just keep our vows to God, but also to let our words be few. And I think that this is a principle that every person who is committed to purpose needs to really consider. That purpose is also about a work ethic. It is about having integrity, believing that God will set the stage for you without you having to do anything other than what he's asked you to do. Work ethic is something that I don't hear preached enough about in church, but I want to really pause to ask, do people value what you say? All of us have those friends that when they say, I'll get there at eight o'clock, we laugh to ourselves and think, yeah, we won't leave the house until 830 because they are known to be late. I want you to know that people measure your words. Your words matter. When you keep them, it accumulates stock in the integrity bowl. But when you do not keep them, people talk behind you and tell others that your character is in question. But not only should we govern our words so that what we say equals what we do, we also need to ask an important question. Why am I speaking right now? Ecclesiastes ironically also tells us in Ecclesiastes 3 that there's a time and a season for everything. There is a particular activity for a particular season. What is this current season right now in this moment today in this conversation are you to be the student or the teacher are you to be the speaker or the listener are you to be the observer or are you to be the facilitator because based on the activity in this season will determine my posture and my response and very often we do not receive our next level in purpose because we speak out of turn. Donald Lawrence is, to me, a famous gospel singer. And I'll never forget going to the Stella Awards with two friends. Donald Lawrence was being honored at a gala, and we were invited to go to lunch with him afterward. There were only about six of us there. And when he received his honor, next to, I believe, Shirley Caesar and some other great Christian artist. They blessed him with, I believe, a $5,000 check or a $10,000 check to basically just show appreciation for his commitment to gospel music, his integrity of heart, his character, and the paved paths that he has labored to travail so that others might be able to walk after him. Well, there I was with Donald Lawrence, meeting him for the first time and uh, two other friends who just happened to include me because I was associated with them. You know, you get invited because they're invited, that kind of thing. And when I sat down to order our meal, I'll never forget turning to Donald Lawrence, a stranger to me at that point and jokingly saying, hey, since you just got that check, it seems like you'll be paying the bill, huh? And he turned to me and looked at me and said, first of all, I, I don't even know you. And a hush fell over at Jerusalem. It was that awkward moment of, wow, someone I don't know just put me in my place. And the truth of the matter is he's right. Have you ever been caught in a predicament that you know God was using as a lesson to teach you how to be in that particular space? And you had to admit, you know what? I stepped out of place. I put my foot in my mouth. I was a little bit too nosy. I asked questions that weren't my business. I do not have the relational equity to go here with a stranger, and yet I went there anyway. And when I did the examination work in that moment, because I was humiliated, I was embarrassed, and I never forgot how that moment made me feel, I had to ask myself, did I jokingly say something Or did I employ sarcasm because the truth of the matter is I didn't feel worthy to be at the table? Because underneath our talking out of turn is an insecurity. Underneath our talking out of turn may not be insecurity. It may be inadequacy. Underneath our talking out of turn may be this need for attention to be seen by those who are there. And I think every once in a while we got to interrogate, why am I speaking? Today, as you endeavor to make an impact in the world, think on these things. Do your words bring people closer to you or do your words repel them from you? Are you a keeper of your word? If God was given a pop quiz, And your name came up and the question was asked, is this person reliable? What would God say? Because purpose is about integrity. It's about character. It's about the intuitiveness to to say what is appropriate in the hour and to know when not to say anything at all. I'm sharing this embarrassing story with you to tell you that I am not far from learning lessons that every day God teaches me so that I can self-correct What might God be using through this story to help you not sabotage your tomorrow? If purpose is a vehicle and passion is the fuel, are your words helping you arrive or are they hurting you? These are the questions we must ask. When I speak, do people listen? When I commit, do people believe me? Would people say behind my back that I am a man or a woman whom others can count on? Or do I have traces of untrustworthy trails that make others question the veracity and the accuracy of my words? Today, I want your purpose project to be an internal examination. Read Ecclesiastes 5, And check off whether or not you are true to what you say. Do you keep your vow? Does your words put you in compromising situations? Do you chase money? Or are you content with the peace of God that surpasses understanding? These are the questions that must be answered today. Let's get to work.
2: Your
3: love's the kind that has no limits Your love's the space that knows no bounds do you care for your beloved how much more do you care for all of your children so we cast our cares upon you lord we cast our cares upon
2: Have no end. I promise it never returns. Oh, the one who holds our future.